The following is an original audio series from Sierra International Machinery, Pile of Scrap, with your host, John Sacco. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition or episode of Pile of Scrap. And today, I have the famous... Well, you're kind of famous. Uh, I saw you on TikTok, so that makes you famous, right? If I'm on TikTok, then of course, yes. Jennifer Best. Jennifer, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited to be here <laughs> and talk about TikTok. <laughs> no, well, I'm off. I gave up TikTok to start here. Well, okay, so interesting. You know, I was I was on TikTok and, and LinkedIn, and I saw one of your posts. It was actually on LinkedIn, but it had a TikTok logo on it mm-hmm. where you were showing the inside of a steel mill. Yes. And knowing repurposed, I think we had just released episode one. I had messaged you and said, great, or not message, I just made a comment. Uh, great message. And you replied back and then you uh, had followed Sierra. You had met Lindsay, our head of marketing. When did you meet her? 2019, I believe. At mm-hmm. Israel Convention? Yep. Okay. So you had been following Sierra and then so... I hadn't met you, so actually today's the first time I've actually met you in person. Very true, yes. Okay, so, you know, it, it's interesting. <laughs> your background, you are what you call on your uh, profile a metal enthusiast. Very accurate. I have done the full scope at this point, non-ferrous, ferrous, ferro alloys, finished product. It's the the full gamut, well, minus the precious metals. My, okay, well, minus all those. right, a lot of people are the precious metals. Um, so you're at Indiana University, mm-hmm. senior year? Yep. Trying to get a job someplace in this great world That's of ours, goal. right? That's the goal. And you tell us about this because this is how you get started, and it's kind of nutty. It, it's completely unexpected. When I was a senior, I was a finance major. I should have gone to an investment bank. I should have done something along those lines. And honestly, I have to give a, a huge shout out to uh, Amy Zach. She worked at the David J. Joseph company. She was really into recruiting at that time period. And she honestly was probably the one that pulled me over to the booth at the career fair and started talking to me that way. Okay, so what other... How many job offers did you have coming out of college? I believe I had three, possibly four, uh, when I was in my senior year of college. Okay, so you choose. I'm going to work <laughs> for the David J. Joseph, and I'm going to be working in recycled metals. Uh, yeah, not sexy, definitely not something nope. college seniors are looking at. What the heck drove you to do that? That was pretty much the exact response of my parents, of, <laughs> of all the, the folks that I went to school with. You know, Indiana University has a top 10 business school, right? right? There, are, there are major co- corporations that go there, recruit. So my friends are going off to all these publicly traded companies and they're doing all these, you know, big projects, they're consultants, all these things. And here I am. I'm going to go trade scrap metal at the time, right? Well, right. Recycled iron right Recycled now, right? iron. Recycled exactly. iron. Exactly. But yeah, we called it all those years ago. <laughs> right, yes. How, many, how long ago was that? Uh, almost a couple decades at this point. Wow. Yes. Okay. So here I am. You got to, you got to, you, well, being a metal recycler that we are here at Sierra, yes. I've seen a lot of David J. Joseph come through. And I remember Craig Feldman, who was once president. Yes. Uh, I remember when Craig was just a young kid coming through traveling through Bakersfield and, and buying some uh, iron from us as well. So, yep. all right, you get started. 
Ah, uh, did you ever go at the first week, two weeks, going, what the hell did I decide to do? Or did you go, oh, no, this is cool? Oh, uh, it was a toss-up between the two because at DJJ, there's really no training program that you could go complete out in the world, right? So what do they do? They send you to all of their scrapyards. And each scrapyard or, you know, metal recycling facility, you are they are training at the scale. So you're sparking the different metals across the scale house. You're picking items off the uh, shredder to make sure that it's clean material. And you're questioning, wait, I thought I have a college degree and I thought I signed up to be a commodity trader in this sense. And yet I'm working in these metal recycling facilities to essentially get your base knowledge right. because they hire you out of school for your really your openness to learn at that point. They, they're picking business students, ec economists. Usually you played some sort of sport that was a team organized activity, something along those lines, because they want to be able to take somebody. Were you a college athlete? I was. What did you play? Well, and slightly intramural. Uh, Indiana has something called Little 500, and it is based loosely off of the Indy 500. Okay. So it's a bicycle race uh and so i rode in college okay. for four years all right right on yes. so you hired on you're working in facilities yep you're like oh my god what the hell am i doing mm -hmm. and then you get out of the facilities and you now you're off to go knock on customer what region did you start in so i started off in cincinnati and my territory was the midwest to almost the south and um it covered a lot of territory. At that time, DJJ was starting their metals group really kind of from from scratch. And so my boss at the time essentially handed me the ISRI directory and said, here are the states that you're going to cover. Start calling on these people. See if they'll sell you anything. And I just essentially got in my company car, a pretty sweet Chevrolet Impala with there, spoiler. Oh, the Chevy Impala. Moon Do they roof. still make that? I don't even know if they make it. They may not make that anymore. And I cruised the country and I got to meet some incredible people. And that's when it started clicking with me. Of Well, the Midwest is the greatest. It, I, I love Indiana. Mm -hmm. I, I've said it my here, my photograph here on walls, my best friend Mike Lewis, you know. Mike's in Warsaw, Indiana, and I just love the Midwestern vibe, the attitude and everything. So you're driving up and down. The Midwest, yep. calling on people. Just so, calling on people. So when does it hit you? God, I really like this. <laughs> it's probably the first time when I saw the, the charge bucket drop the recycled iron into the furnace. Which steel, steel mill was that? It was actually Rocky Mountain Steel Okay. Um, out in Colorado. Uh, Durango, right? Uh, no, Colorado Springs? Which further one? south, Pueblo. Pueblo. Pueblo, Pueblo, that's right, Pueblo. Pueblo, in August. Now, first of all, I have to back up on that one. I started off on the non-fair side of the business. Okay. Okay. So I, in theory, should not have been at that steel mill, but DJJ wanted to make sure that all of their trainees at that point had a full, well-rounded experience. So when did they send me to Pueblo, Colorado to go see their steel mill for the first time? And this is before Nucor owned DJJ, by Okay, the way. that's right. So that's, that's also why Nucor was not the first one that I went to. August. Perfect. August in Southern, Cal uh, Southern Colorado is not exactly the best time to go to your first steel mill. Yeah, it's pretty warm. It's a little warm. You, you've toured steel mills. And I was, it was in mid-July when I did SSAB. There's a little bit of heat that comes <laughs> off that furnace. The heat outside <laughs> makes no difference. It isn't going to... Everybody, oh, 
you know, because, well, kind of shifting gears here, mm-hmm. but when everybody's asked me, well, how hot was it at SSAB inside the mill? I go, you can't describe heat that you've never felt before. And unless you've been in a steel mill, you don't know what that heat is. No. So you're in there, you see it, you see the, the charge into the bucket and that. The, the whole flume, the flames. And then when the electrodes rolled over and then just started shocking the material. Yeah, when it goes. Oh, it was it was the coolest sight. You can't explain it. You're not going to, I mean, the, the video of Repurposed is fantastic. It's the best version that I've been able to see of recreating that experience. There's a moment in, I believe it's episode three, you're walking by where the, the, lid. the lid is open. The, the flying saucer. And you just, it's just for like a half second, you, you see like move away because you can't, if you haven't ever toured a steel mill, you can't explain the heat that comes off of that. It's, and being the heat under, you weren't directly underneath the lid. Right. But when, <laughs> that, when it opened up, and it's just glowing red. I, I'm trying to get away because I'm like, are, are you kidding me? It's it, it's indescribable. And, and it's really cool. It, it is really cool. I mean, you're probably going to lose 10 pounds of sweat um, <laughs> if, you, if you're staying out there too long. Hydration is absolutely key in those situations. It, it's, it's incredible. So that was the moment that hooked you in. 100%. Right? So then you were telling me you get transferred to the Pacific Northwest? I did. Um, and depending on who you ask, at this point in my career, Nucor has now purchased DJJ. So I went from non-Ferris to Ferris. And my non-Ferris folks said that I got demoted to the Ferris side. Ooh. And the Ferris folks thought I got promoted. Absolutely. Depends on who you ask. And so I went out to Seattle for about five years. And I purchased... Uh, recycled steel for a variety of the new core steel facilities out west. My territory was basically from Alberta south through North America west. So I had some Did of... You, you didn't get down to California, though. Very... Because you're not... Were you buying for Plymouth as well? I was. Okay. Yes. So occasionally I would come out here. Um, okay. But during my tenure out there, we ended up opening an office in Arizona. And so they took a lot of right. southern, uh, southern United States. But, so how many women were hired on at that time? So when I worked at DJJ, I believe there was no more than three female traders at any given time. And there were probably on average 30 to 40 traders, district managers in total at the company. Well, let's be honest. I don't think, like I said, it's, it's funny how you ended up here, but it's not the sexiest job. It's not like, ooh, I want to go travel through metal recycling facilities and, 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 and buy recycled iron or aluminum and copper. It's, it's just not set, but it's, it's changing. Yes. People are beginning to understand. But all right, well, so yes. DJ out Pacific Northwest, and mm-hmm. then you move back to the Midwest? Right. So my next job was at AK Steel. I was the raw materials manager for their five melt shops. So you went out again buying iron. I did, yes. So what's it like? being the actual buyer for the actual mill versus being in some respect because DJJ is also acts as brokerage, right? As Correct. well. Yes. So was, was there much of a dis, uh, difference or it's just, it was easy for you? It, there wasn't a huge difference in, in the, in the two positions at AK steel. I did have to get that trader mindset out of my head a little bit because there would be some times where I had extra material on the ground and I saw opportunities to be able to sell that, but that's not their position. They, once they buy it, they're going to always maintain that raw material. So that was 
really the only shift in terms of purchasing between those two. So fair to say now that, you know, you start off, you get, you start working in yards and then you transferred out to the Pacific Northwest mm -hmm. back into the Midwest with mm -hmm. AK steel. Is it fair to say that this industry is now in your blood? I mean, is this just something you really love? I'm sure my doctor would say that I have too much iron um, <laughs> at this point in the blood work, but uh, it, it absolutely is. And I'll be fully transparent. When I took this job, it was exciting about a company car and an expense report and I'll get to travel, but I'm going to give it six months and then I'll reassess after the bonus. And I don't think I made it six months uh, into this business before even completely forgetting that I had set that up for myself. So your family and you're, you're doing this and they're asking how you're doing and you're starting to tell them, hey, I love this stuff. Mm -hmm. Are they still thinking you're crazy or are they, are they starting <laughs> to understand what it is you're doing? Honestly, it, it probably wasn't until Repurposed came out that I was able to show them what I have been a part of. Because a lot of the times we talk in acronyms right. a lot. Yes, we do. Right? We ISRI has some fantastic names. Well, ISRI's an acronym. <laughs> the Institute Isri's... of Scrap Recycling Industries. Exactly. I mean, we you know, I, it was difficult to discuss with my friends and family what I did. Okay, so we started talking on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. and you started sharing the repurpose series, the docu-series that we've done at Sierra. And um, why? But what, what was it about the docu-series that you said, yeah, this needs to be shared? What, what was it about it for you on a personal level? Uh, you know, we did a lot of work on it. I love it personally, but, you know, you're somebody I don't know, but you, like, tell us. I have seen for years that our industry has not done that great of a job visually representing what we do and how important we are and how we are everywhere. Metal is local and it is global and it is, affects our everyday life. And yet, until recently, I didn't have any content to really be able to show people to get the next generation excited about our industry until really Repurposed came along. Because up, up until then, I'm Googling. <laughs> and of course, what I'm finding are the accidents, the things that are that, that are not great about our industry, but don't happen that often. Because we take safety, especially in this country, as a huge priority. Well, I think we're, you know, quite frankly, from an industrial standpoint of safety, in the American steel industry and the American recycling industry, safety is on the forefront and you know that's why i think a lot of people liked episode two so much with shannon johnson from ssab because they just felt that it was so important and the way she brought home the message of safety mm -hmm. and, and and along with the environment so safety is a big part of what we do and it's you know it, may, it looks hectic if you will to people from the outside mm -hmm. but there is a true method to the madness and it's safety drives it Absolutely. I still have my steel-toed boots and my hard hat that I travel anytime I go to a yard, any facility. Well, you showed up with your steel toes. I uh, did. I don't know if that'll get on camera, but you brought them today. <laughs> They're here. So you, you, you came up. You know, We met. You toured our facility. Mm -hmm. What did you think of Sierra Recycling and Demolition? Uh impeccably clean <laughs> well done there there there've been a few few yards in my day that you i wanted to say scrap i did I'm, I'm working on it i'm working on it so i've toured a few metal recycling facilities in my day and it's always appreciated when there is no debris in the roadways that it's paved that's not very common and it just it's well organized and it it, it obviously runs well well it, it's part of 
way I see it, the image of our industry. You know, this is the thing about repurpose, you know, trying to change the narrative. You know, we're not junkyards. We're not trash people. But mm -hmm. there seems to be, and this is where your, your passion about marketing and, and discussing the image and how people need to talk about our industry. So this is part of what how we connected, if you will, because you were sending out the message. Why is that? What, what's going on out in the marketplace that are, or the lack thereof about the education of what we do? We're struggling as an industry to hire. Just plain and simple, it's hard to encourage people to come to our industry. And I started on this venture about a couple months ago. I read an article that talked about the different demographics for the various social media platforms. And that's honestly what started my path to start posting on TikTok. Because up until that point, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. I thought I'd been doing a decent job on LinkedIn in terms of just connecting, networking, promoting our, our, our industry. But LinkedIn is also a bit of a silo, right? We're not going to reach that next generation. And TikTok is typically a younger target. That is correct. Right? The so, comp our company posts on TikTok, and we've had some amazing... I mean, there's some of the videos that we've posted on TikTok have multi-million views. Yes. Multi-millions. If that's not a walking billboard for the justification to do something different, to expose people that are not familiar with this on an everyday basis, then I, I, I don't know what is. It's basically an example of people are interested in what we do. They just don't, they've never seen it before. Well, I think one of the feedback, common feedback I get from repurposed is you get, a, this is the common reply when I ask, well, so what do you think? These are people out of the industry and they say, I had no idea the impact that metals recycling has on my daily life. Mm -hmm. And then those who work in the industry, uh, my employees who I showed, you know, we had viewings for it. They had somewhat of an idea. They didn't know completely until they watched it. And then their response is, I'm so proud to be part of this industry because what we do for the environment with the savings of energy and the savings of CO2 emissions, because if we're the first step, we are the supply chain for all these mills, be it steel, copper, aluminum, stainless, paper mills as well. Um, they're proud to be part of it. And we're hoping this helps attract people to our industry because it's just not the sexiest thing out there. It's not. And I think that's a little bit on us because whenever I tour a yard, I find so many interesting things that are in the yard. And if I'm finding them fascinating, I mean, I'm a little biased. I have to imagine that other people will too. And it's being confirmed on TikTok and other social media platforms. I'm posting about stories mm -hmm. in my experience about some of the cool stuff that I've seen during my... What's the coolest thing you saw in a yard then? Right. Ex oh, the, there's, there's been so many. Honestly, there was... I don't know what it's called. <laughs> But it is the, uh, I think it came from World War II. It was in a yard in Idaho. And it was this miniature Jeep, but Jeep's not the right word for it. And it was a single person. And the guy had it come in and it was supposed to be scrapped. And he said, absolutely not. And he repurposed it. And so then he used that to drive around his yard instead of a, a you know, a four by four or something. Well, you know, and that's the thing. And I think um, last week I was at a... Uh major companies uh, management meeting and you know i asked the audience i said how many of you have family members in education that may be educators 
a third of the room raised their hand. I said, share it. Mm -hmm. Because I think people can get behind the cause of our industry when they understand what our industry does and how it helps their daily lives. You know, look, we're the choir, right? Mm -hmm. But you're not going to have roads. You're not going to have highways and bridges without recycled iron. You're definitely not going to have hospitals because the hospitals, to, to build it, all the infrastructure of a hospital, the steel and it's coming from recycled iron, and then all the hospital beds, the electronics, the the, the operating tables, mm-hmm. and the, the, the tools that they use in operating rooms, and the medical devices, so much of it comes from recycled metal. Con- all the medical supplies that arrive in cardboard boxes, that most of it's coming from recycled paper. You know, it, it, the impact of our industry on the daily lives, and I think Repurpose is changing that. You're on a personal crusade. Yes. You're out there, and you're doing it. So. How many followers do you now have on TikTok? When you started, for where, where are you at now? Okay, so it's not as many as Sierra has at this point. I'm, <laughs> but I started. You're, off, just, you're I was, just new to this. Oh, I'm new. It. I'm I'm less than two months old. I started off with zero followers. I think I'm in uh, north of fourteen hundred at this point in terms of followers, up to fifty thousand likes. And I've had a, uh, one vi- video. I think is at to six hundred thousand views. Another one. I have a couple that are like forty, fifty thousand views. And so I can't imagine that there's 50,000 people in our industry on TikTok. So it has to mean that there are a lot of people that are interested in our industry. They just didn't know about it. So where are you taking this now? What, 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 you know, you're, you're, you live out here in California your Mm -hmm. husband works for Amgen. Yes. Biotech. Is that right? Is it biomedical? Biomedical. Well, Mm -hmm. Amgen, great company. Mm -hmm. So got two kids. Yes. So, but you you want to be active doing something. And yes. so wh- where are you taking all this? Wh- what's your plan? I really want to help our industry get a more diverse workforce, get the next generation excited about it, because I do see down the pipeline how the recycled materials industry supports manufacturing here in the United States. And if the past three years hasn't taught us enough about our supply chain issues, We have to take a concerted effort, especially over the next generation or two, to make sure that we keep businesses in the United States running. You know, not only do I agree with that, but see, here's the thing. Because we have a great supply chain here in this country, we also export, we have plenty of supplies. There is also, in my opinion, we want these industries here because what people don't understand about steel mills, paper mills, foundries for aluminum, copper, the reduction in CO2 emissions, you know, 60 percentile and above for iron and uh, energy savings. Aluminum's in the 90 percentile. Copper's up there and paper. You know, you can't eliminate these industries because CO2 emissions don't have a border. No. So you can put it in all these other countries, but those CO2 emissions are going to find their way back over here. So it's not like Oh, we eliminate Look how great we are. It's coming back here sooner or later. Look at the radiation from Fukushima. Found its way over to the United States. Yep. Those CO2 emissions from wherever in the world will gets up there. And, you know, we, they're trying to save the atmosphere, right? So you might as well have the industry here that is doing its part. Yes. Do you not agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And something that most people don't realize is, say, for instance, on the steel industry, The United States is actually one of the leaders in terms of using recycled materials, having lower carbon emissions. 70% of our steel is manufactured via a process that uses up to 100% recycled materials. And to put it in perspective, the entire steel industry for the United States 
is just 10% of what China produces in a given year. And China only uses 10% recycled materials for their steel in a given. They're supposedly making change to more EAFs, but they're all, not all, but the vast majority of mills in China are um, integrated mills, yes. as in Russia, yep. as in India. Yep. I'm not saying it's a bad thing because, you know, e, uh, integrated mills have a purpose as well. They produce, you know, a lot of the steel that is needed for a lot of different industries too. But the steel making and the technologies have advanced in EAF so much that we can make comparatively equal steel f from recycled iron than we can from virgin. Yes. So, you know, part of repurposed that the whole concept is changing the narrative. And, you know, I had a congresswoman from the floor from Florida call me after I shared it with her. She just flat out first words out of her mouth after hello was I had no idea the impact your industry has on my daily life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is good. So, you, so what, so you're going to be taking this message and so you're going to continue. Are you looking, are you consulting? What are you doing with that? I'm, I'm essentially at this point open to the opportunities. A lot of why I started this was at the beginning of this year, if I want to seek out a new audience from a business development standpoint, I'm going to have to do something different. Okay. And to do something different, I have to try something new. And trying something new was the video formatting and really casting out a wider net. And the net that it has cast in just the two months alone has been incredible. We, we we're met. meeting yeah. because of that, right? There have been opportunities where people have seen my videos, my content, have seen my history, my experience, and essentially said, you would be perfect for this. And now all of a sudden I'm being brought opportunities that I didn't even know existed before. I think that's fantastic. So you want to do a podcast. Yes. I love this idea. Tell us about your podcast that you're going to start and you're going to eventually get going. I mean, you're here on Pile of Scrap <laughs> podcast, but yes. you've got an idea for your podcast. Tell me about it. Yes. And this is a learning opportunity. Thank you to everyone for <laughs> the, the tips and for tricks. For Drew. Yes, for you Drew. You can't have a podcast <laughs> yes. without Drew. Yeah, the behind the scenes. <laughs> I want to do a Women in Metals podcast. There have been so many incredible women that I've met over the years. And we don't really have a platform to use our voice. And if we want to see a more diverse workforce, if we want to start seeing the next generation come into our industry, we have to start showcasing who's already here, right? Okay. They Representation matters. Absolutely. Right? So I want to essentially say from raw materials, mining, recycled materials, all the way to the finished products, the vehicle that you're driving, if you touch metal, I want to hear from you because that's how many different career tracks exist in, in, in our industry and nobody is talking about that. Well, there's definitely, look, you talk to anybody in our industry, the attraction of talent is very difficult right now. Um, and I like your, you know, ISRI, the Institute of Scrap Recycling Industries, always got to clarify it. Yes. They have a women in uh, recycling um, forum. Yes. And uh, a lot of great women in there. Uh, in fact, uh, our Southeast Regional Sales Manager, Jessica Driggers, is part of it. Mm -hmm. um, I think Lindsay is our Lindsay Morlottis, our Director of Marketing. She's going to be involved. Mm -hmm. um, I think, look, ultimately, it isn't just 
you know, everybody needs to know the opportunity exists in our industry. And when you call, call for diversity, I like to think of it as, hey, everybody's working these days. Why not come and work for an industry that actually is saving the environment? You know, I have said, and I say it every podcast, we are the original environmentalist. 100%. And nobody does more, no industry in the United States does more for the reduction of CO2 emissions and energy savings than the recycled materials industry. Absolutely. I went to a chief networking uh, event in LA recently. And chief, for those who don't know, it's a professional networking organization for, for women. And it crosses all all industries, right? In the LA area, maybe not so many people in the metals industry, okay. right? So I go there and the first few people that I meet, I tell them I'm in the metals industry, I'm gonna keep it really broad, almost blank faced, don't know how to follow up that conversation. Until I started changing the narrative of I'm in sustainability, I'm in recycling, I'm into recycled materials, those things. It was like I became the most popular person in the room. All of a sudden- But then you go, so, why aren't we handling the plastic bottle right? And you're like, that's not my area. <laughs> I, there, there were a couple plastic I'm comments. Sure, there always is. For sure. But until I could sit down and tell them that their car that they're driving probably has X percentage of recycled materials in it already, it never, it, it never occurred to them. And that's what's happening, you know, with repurpose, the same thing. All right. Well, listen, let's, let's, let's bring this podcast in, in for landing. I want to wish you the best of luck with Thank your you. podcast and your future, but Final thoughts, final words from you, Jennifer, today, you know, you're here, but you just, you know, you got a great passion for this. So final thoughts, final words to you. The final thoughts is don't be afraid to use your voice. There are so many unique people in our industry that see unique things every single day in their, in their, in their business, in their facilities. And yet we're too cautious to share that. We're not going to attract the next generation unless we start highlighting how awesome our industry is. I'll finish it with this. We've had our head in the sand, and I, I think it's we've had our head up our ass way too much to hide our industry. Mm -hmm. But now the impact is is being the, the truth is being told. I think there's going to be a, a swell of momentum that changes the way people see our industry. I hope so. I hope it does. And I appreciate Sierra, you, the team behind the scenes, because you've been doing this for years at this point. We have. Right? And we need to encourage other people in our industry to do the same. Well, you're doing it. So I'm going to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing because, again, the more people learn about what it is we do, the more attraction we'll have to it because of the understanding and the education of our industry. Absolutely. Well, that's it. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for your time and, and, and being a guest here on Pile of Scrap and really enjoy it. So I'll see you in Nashville at this. Absolutely. All Monday right. through Friday. Well, <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, that's it for another great episode of Pile of Scrap. This has been a Sierra International Machinery original audio series. Thanks for listening. Please share this podcast and make sure to subscribe.